0: Welcome to the Balanced Business Owner Podcast. The world around us isn't slowing down anytime soon. If you want to avoid trying to keep up and burning yourself out, it's important to be intentional about setting your own pace. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tools to manage your schedule and mindset so you can reconnect with your business, your family, and yourself, and feel good about your life. I'm your host, life and business coach, Andrea Scalisi. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast this week. I have a very special guest on. Um, A couple of episodes ago, I mentioned to all of you that I started taking an intuitive eating class. I joined a program to learn about intuitive eating. And I told you that I was really hoping to get the coach on the podcast to talk to you about intuitive eating and what it is and how it can make your life easier. And she is here with us today. Victoria, welcome. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) So tell tell everybody who you are and a little bit more about what you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my name is Victoria Yates and I am an intuitive eating and body image coach for women. And I like to say I help women stop struggling with food and their bodies for good by learning how to eat intuitively, which we'll talk about listening to their bodies and healing their relationship with food and their bodies. So a little bit of my background. I was a nurse prior to becoming a coach and, um, just like most of my clients, you know, started struggling in my teen years with my relationship with food and started dieting and trying to control my body. And it just led to this really unhealthy relationship with food and just a lot of stress and anxiety and shame around food. And it wasn't until I learned about intuitive eating that I realized like, oh, I don't have to count and track and like measure every little thing that I'm eating. I can just listen to my body. And, you know, especially with my background in nursing and, you know, understanding our, our human bodies, it makes so much sense with just how our bodies are designed that we can just listen to our bodies. So that is what I help my clients to do, to get to the place where they feel free with food. They have a peace in this area of their life. So, yeah.
0: That's great. And I know you coach women only, but Everything that we're going to be talking about today applies to men too and mm-hmm. can work for men as well.
1: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay.
0: Now, okay. So just tell us in a nutshell, in the most simplest way possible, what is intuitive eating?
1: Yeah. So, kind of the definition is intuitive eating is a research based approach to help you get away from dieting and get to the place of trusting your body when it comes to food. So when I think about like, when I talk about dieting, um, I like to talk about the diet cycle, which might be helpful for people. So a lot of times, you know, I feel like most people grow up kind of hearing this message. Like if you want to make a change in your health or you want to be healthy, like you have to basically diet. And when I say diet, it's not even only like going on a diet, but it's controlling food, you know, counting, tracking, all of those things can kind of be lumped into dieting. But when we go on a diet, our body essentially senses that we are in a famine and food is scarce. So this is like a primal instinct that our body has. And so when that happens, it goes into kind of protective mode. So I like to say like your body doesn't know that your pantry is stocked or the grocery store is right down the street. Your body thinks like we're in the midst of a famine and food is scarce. So a couple like primal instincts happen to help keep you safe and alive in this said famine. So your hunger drive increases to prompt you to go find food. You start to think about food more uh specifically the foods that you can't have so this is like why if you are ever on a low carb diet what do you always crave carbs right um your metabolism slows down to try to conserve energy which is why you know maybe if you you know start a diet maybe you lose weight initially but then it's really hard to keep it off or it's really hard to continue to lose weight or you find yourself losing weight initially but then eventually gaining it back and gaining even more back um and then we also uh, tend to store fat faster, specifically abdominal fat when we diet, because fat is really protective of the human body. Like if we are in an actual famine, the people that have fat on their bodies are going to be the ones that survive it. So your body is really good at like keeping us safe, keeping us alive. And so that's one of the things that happens. So, you know, then what happens is a lot of times, you know, you see, you know, these things are happening and, you know, because you're hungrier and you're thinking about food more and you're not gain- losing weight like you you did in the past you know you start to um you know maybe you eventually get to the place where you throw in the towel and it's like well this didn't really work and I can't keep this up so that's where you kind of cycle back to your old routines your old habits you know becoming very all or nothing with food of like either I'm you know dieting and restricting and controlling everything or I you know, again, at that point, swing to the other side. And I'm like, well, what the heck throw out all the rules. And then you're like overeating and eating nothing, but fast food or whatever, uh, until the next time where you're like, I need to make a change. So then you start the cycle all over again. So this is what I call the diet cycle and years and years of this can actually set you up again for like continuing to gain weight. Um, you know, you might think of like the term yo-yo dieting. It's not good for our bodies, And so what intuitive eating is really about is getting you off of that cycle, getting to the place where you eat simply by listening to your body cues, which involves just becoming more aware of like what your body's telling you. And a lot of my clients have been dieting for so long that they lose touch with even like what their body is telling them. They lose touch with like, am I really hungry? Am I really like actually noticing when they're full maybe they notice fullness, but it's like they they notice it when they're too full. Um so we're getting back in touch with actually listening to your body's cues and also a big component of intuitive eating is healing your relationship with food because dieting is dieting really it gives us a lot of rules, it makes, you know, gives us the good food bad food mindset that often sets us up for overeating. Um which we can talk a little bit more about that if that seems like something that would be helpful, but um, having a better relationship with food, which is essentially seeing foods as neutral, not being this, like this, like moral thing, which will help you to feel more calm around food and make empowered decisions versus like, uh, decisions based on, you know, this diet told me I should do this, which is always going to be more, you're going to be able to be more consistent and feel more motivated, um, when you are making those choices. So, yeah, that was a long-winded yeah. answer, but does that help? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah, so, one of the things I heard you talk about, I think it might have been on your podcast, I can't remember, but you and I haven't heard a lot of health professionals talking about this, but because you're a former nurse, you have that whole um, you know, experience that comes into this. You were talking about how the diet cycle is actually really bad for your health? Do you remember like mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so essentially like I was saying, you know, when we are dieting, our body is getting better and better at uh conserving energy and like uh I want you to think about like anytime you go on a diet like I said before, you your body is thinking like we're in a famine and each time that you go through that, your body's getting better and better at essentially like protecting you from this said famine. So it's, it is really messing up with our, our metabolism and just like metabolic health is really messed up when we go on round after round after round of dieting, which sets you up for conserving more fat. And your metabolism being slower and just not, our body's not functioning properly. So, and we've seen that there's actually a study on uh, the, on, on this where they like looked at a handful of, I don't remember the exact number, but a handful of men and essentially like put them in a starvation state. Um, and then noticed that they were starting to have like these, these things happening where they were starting to think about food more and like obsessing over food. And then when they started to like reintroduce food, they'd start to like binge on it. And so we saw that, you know, see that with um putting them in a starvation kind of state. And this is what's happening in our bodies when we are dieting. So yeah, it's not good for us. It's not like, it doesn't promote like our metabolisms working really working well Um, it makes it, you know, the more that you gain weight too, your body is essentially getting used to that new set point weight. And it's a lot harder to lose weight. It might like, it might be that you kind of change your set point and your weight is just going to naturally be a little heavier now at this point. So that's why I'm such a proponent for like not dieting. And if you are, if you have dieted, just really learning to, get back in touch with your body, because this is how our bodies were designed to work is we weren't made to need to go on a diet and control food and all of that. We were made to be able to just like listen to ourselves. And we see this even like a great example, like think about a newborn baby, like newborn babies know when to eat and when to stop. And it's just evidence that like we have that ability too. we just lose touch with it as we get into diet culture.
0: Yeah, that's
1: so good. And it's it's
0: interesting to hear the per, that perspective because our culture is like diet culture like you say. Even our doctors will say go on a diet, eat healthier, have a, you know, more active lifestyle. That's the advice that we're given by trusted medical professionals, and I know they mean well by it. They're not trying to harm their clients or, or their patients or anything like that, but if we just let go of the whole idea of diet and yo-yo and up and down and all of that, what's left is this way of eating you're talking about where you're just listening to your body and saying like, am I hungry? Am I full? When should I stop? When should I start? And so a lot of people, when they hear that, it kind of triggers the thought like, Okay, if I'm doing that, then I'm just going to like eat whatever I want whenever I want. And like, (laughs) even this morning, (laughs) I was telling my husband that I was meeting with you today and having, you know, recording this episode. And I was telling him about intuitive eating. And he's like, well, our six year old, if he was eating, listening to his body cues, he would just eat cookies and crackers and candy all day. So I know you hear that a lot. And a lot of people listening to this might be thinking that too. How does that differ? from what intuitive eating like actually is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um so we, you know, I don't want people to hear that like I'm saying that yeah, we just disregard anything related to nutrition. Nutrition and like getting to the place where we can prioritize nutrition and you know, have better health is always the end goal of intuitive eating. So, I think a lot of people the reason that people Have this initial thought of like, well, if I eat intuitively, I'm just going to like eat cookies all the time. Is that essentially like dieting and that good food, bad food mentality that dieting gives us, where like cookies are bad? Like that's actually sets us up for feeling out of control around those foods. So anything that is like off limits, we want it even more. Like, I want you to even think about, I like to say we have like an inner teenager or inner toddler, basically one and the same, I'm discovering uh, that like <laughs> w- wants to like rebel against the rules that we set in place. Like if we tell our, our toddler, Hey, no, you can't have this. What do they want? Like they want it even more. And each of us like has this little inner rebel that when we tell ourselves like, you can't have cookies, they are a bad food we want it even more. It has like more power over us. And then when we like, maybe we try to resist it for a little while and we're like, okay, I'm not going to have the cookies. I'm not going to have the cookies. I'm not going to have the cookies. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to have one. And then you have the one. And then it's like, you feel like a failure because you broke the rule. And that's where, what it, where it leads to that out of control eating where you're like, well, what the heck? I already broke the rule. So now I'm going to just like eat this whole sleep of cookies. Whereas what, where I help my clients get to is the place where, all right, they're just cookies. They're not this like morally bad thing. And you are not like morally wrong for eating them unless you stole them, <laughs> unless you stole the cookies, <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. And so like in that case, you can have a cookie or two cookies And then you're going to like, along with all of the other things, you know, other principles of intuitive eating of like listening to your hunger, noticing satisfaction. Like if you are being mindful as you are eating it, you're going to notice the point where it's like this cookie, like I feel satisfied by eating this one or these two cookies. And then I'm going to feel like I can just like put it away and be done with it. So that's the place that you actually get to when you eat intuitively and listen to your body and you make peace with food, not like eating foods uncontrollably because I like to say our our bodies on default really do crave a really healthy balance of all foods. When we just listen to them, it's all of the like extra drama from diet culture of like eat this, don't eat that. Like This is a good food. This is a bad food. That's what leads us to get to the place and have this relationship with food where food feels like it controls us. And that's where you find yourself overeating. So when you get to the place where it's like, this is just food, You will actually find that you can just like keep cookies in your pantry and not feel like they're always calling your name.
0: I love that idea of a more balanced, like our bodies do genuinely crave a more balanced that includes the cookies sometimes, that includes like crackers and carbs sometimes. And I was just thinking that last night I cooked a dinner that was turkey, like organic turkey that I got from the local, like. You know, health food store. I felt so good buying it, you know, Uh, this turkey and organic broccoli and this delicious mango that we got from there. So we had this nice meal. And afterwards, my kids were like still hungry and they were craving carbs. I realized I forgot to put a carb in with the meal. And so we had to make them like a piece of peanut butter toast after. And even after, I wasn't satisfied. And I'm like, oh, interesting. Like mm-hmm. when we try to try to go to that like all or nothing like super healthy, we do crave a more balance. Like we are missing that carb or whatever we're leaving out and it's okay to include that in in intuitive mm-hmm. eating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, our body like works best when we include a really healthy balance of all of the macronutrients. Like no one is bad or good it's like, they're all neutral. They're all beneficial. They all serve a different purpose in our bodies. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting to see, like, to hear you say that even of like, after your meal of like more, maybe more protein and fiber, right. You're still like, you felt like something was missing, which was, you know, if you had had some kind of carbohydrate, it might've felt more satisfying, more balanced. Like you would have been able to like end your evening and feel like, oh yeah, that felt like really satisfying.
0: Yeah, I noticed as soon as my kids had their piece of peanut butter toast they were fine. They were just good yeah. to go running around yep. the house like little crazy kids, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and so I I want to um quickly read all of the 10 principles of intuitive eating because mm-hmm. I think that'll give people an idea of what is important with intuitive eating. And so you have your own podcast called Redefining Health Podcast. You recently did a series on every principle of intuitive eating. So if anyone listening is interested in going deep on any of these principles, go check out those episodes because they they do go deep on every single one. Um, principle one is ditch diet mentality, which we've talked about. Principle two, honor your hunger. Principle three, make peace with food. Principle four, challenge the food police. That's like the mental drama that you have around food. Principle five, the satisfaction factor, which is satisfying. Being satisfied by food is okay. That's not a problem. Um, principle six, feel your fullness. Principle seven, cope with your emotions without food. Principle eight, which is my favorite one, respect your body, which we can come back to that in a minute. but. Principle nine, find joy and movement and principle 10, gentle nutrition. So anybody hearing those can get an idea of what intuitive eating is and why you won't just like go bonkers eating the cookies on this because you are honoring your hunger and making peace with food and like respecting your body. And for me personally, respecting your body is a big one because it's like, Yes, I could go eat the entire thing of cookies and probably feel pretty terrible after. But remembering to respect my body and really try to live the healthiest life that I can, including the cookies, to live the longest I can to be here for my kids and meet my grandkids someday if they end up having kids. You know, it's, it's those are the types of things I think of when I think
1: of respect your body. Yeah. Yeah. Respecting your body. It's, it's just that it's like, you know, with how you are with food, it's with how you think about food. It's also with like how you think about yourself and how you think about your body, which is why a lot of what I do with my clients too includes body image work. Because what I have found is like, I feel like there's this message in our culture of like hate your body into making a change. And that just doesn't work. And I like to say, you know, we take care of things that we care about. and I use the ang- example sometimes of like we used to have this like really junky old jeep that was rusted and like had like tears in the in the in the seas like and we did not take care of it like we we probably washed it like one time in the five years we had it. like we did not take very good care of it. but now we have like a little bit nicer car because we have kids and we want to like want them safe and all the things, and you know, we get it washed like multiple times a month, probably one time a month at least. And in the same way, like if we're approaching our bodies from this place of like, I'm going to like, you know, you know we're not saying this, but like hating our bodies, pinching at parts of ourselves that we don't like, like living in these negative thoughts about our bodies, it's not going to motivate us to make a change or to eat more balanced or healthier or go to the gym more. Like that's not how motivation works we are not motivated by shame for the long term and so we have to come at any change that we're making or any habits that we're creating from a place of respecting our bodies and so that is something that i work on a lot with my clients because most of my clients most women you know men as well like have a hard time respecting their bodies
0: yeah that's it's so key i think to this intuitive eating at least for me And, um, really, as I get older, I'm coming at things of more of a, of a health perspective than like appearance. So that's sort of changing in my mindset. And when I think of respect your body, I also think of respecting your health and the longevity and all of that. So it it is really interesting to see both of those fit in there. Um, the majority of the people listening to this, you guys there listening, are most likely you know very successful in your businesses. You are very successful in your careers. You have a lot going on. You feel overwhelmed a lot of the time because there's just so much to do in your life and in your business and in your career. But I know that Many of my clients and many of the people listening to this really care about their health and they want to do better with their health and all of that. But fitting it into their lives is really hard, you know? And so I wanted to talk about like two scenarios where intuitive eating could easily fit into their lives to actually make things easier and make their health better. Um, as opposed to like this big, huge task of dieting, you know? So the first thing is a lot of the people are eating at their desk or too busy to eat lunch and like kind of just like scarfing something down quick. You know what I mean? And so where does intuitive eating or what is, what is, how does intuitive eating feel about that? And how can that be brought into like eating at the desk or finding time to eat lunch?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was just thinking, you know, a lot of my clients as well are very like resonate as like being very high achieving kind of perfectionist like people. And something that I see so often is this very like all or nothing approach of like, either I'm like, doing all the quote, right things. And in their mind, they have like these rules of like, well, this is what I should do. I need to like, if I'm going to eat mindfully, I need to like create this perfect situation where I'm like sitting at the table, no distractions and have beautiful place setting. And I'm like noticing every bite. Right. And that's just like not always practical or it's just not always reality. And I know Andrea, like you have small kids and I do as well. And, and it's like not always possible to just like be zero distraction. So I, my approach is like, let's get away from it being like, so like either we're at our desk, scarfing it down and like not paying attention at all, or it's like the other extreme of like perfect place setting. And that just feels unpractical right? Impossible. Like it's impossible. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's not possible. Um, so like my approach is like, if, you know, if you are having a really hard time, like noticing your, your cues when it comes to eating specifically like fullness cues, like maybe there is a period of time where you just experiment with like not having as many distractions. I don't think you have to be like perfect about it and have zero distractions. Like I said, like that's just not practical or not and not real life. But, you know, maybe you do pay attention more, but like sometimes what, what I have found is even helpful is just like in those, in that chaos, like if I can notice like a handful of bites, if I can notice like one bite and notice the taste and notice the the flavor and notice like my, like how I'm feeling in my body and notice how satisfying the food is, you know, maybe it's not every single bite, but I just notice a couple. Cause that is a lot of times really what helps is, you know, just a little bit of mindfulness. We don't have to be perfect about it. And so I think just like number one, seeing that, um, noticing that it doesn't have to be like this really perfect thing. So, um, and then something that I work on a lot with my clients is just noticing, like, what are the rules that you have when it comes to eating? Like, maybe it's, maybe it is like, I have to make every Everything from scratch, like that feels like the rule that I've created for myself, but then you like, that's not practical for maybe the season you're in where you're building your business. And so, you know, what can we do that's like in the middle of I have to make everything from scratch and we have to do takeout every day. So like, what might, what are some other options? Something that I have found because I'm also in a very busy season. What I have found really helpful is. Uh, you know, doing some like semi pre-made or like semi-homemade stuff. Like one of our favorite things is like getting the pre-seasoned salmon from Aldi. And, you know, I just like throw it in the oven with some frozen vegetables that are like already prepared. And like, they're just as nutritious as green beans you're going to buy fresh from the grocery store. And I don't have to chop them and I don't have to like take the stems off and I can just like throw them in a pot. Right. So like doing things like that, that are going to make it so much easier for you to get dinner on the table, if that's something that you struggle with. So just noticing like, you know, what, what can you do that will help you to, you know, create a meal that's going to be satisfying and going to, uh, nourish your body and, and knowing that it doesn't have to be like one or the other. It doesn't have to be like, like check the box. Everything's homemade. Everything's from scratch or like, well, we might as well just order takeout. Uh, So that's something that I I see a lot with my clients, especially like people who, you know, are those like high achievers. Like we want, we want, and I'm speaking as someone myself too. Like we want to like do right with like all the things. And that's the message we get is like, to be healthy. It has to be this whole like we have to meal prep for hours on Sunday. Like I hate meal prepping. I absolutely hate it, and I avoid it at all costs. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? Victoria
0: hates meal prepping. I hate it, as and as I hate grocery shopping coach. too. Yeah. We don't yeah. have to do that as much. Yes. No. Yeah. No, I have actually um, embraced frozen vegetables as well, but I buy them in those bags that you can just put the bag in the microwave for 5 minutes. Yeah. They don't taste as good as no. fresh, but, but they are great during the winter when mm-hmm. you know, I don't have as much time and I just don't feel like chopping vegetables all of the time. I do sometimes. Yes. Sometimes I don't mind doing it. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, those frozen vegetables in that bag are definitely lifesavers and my my sort of like quote unquote emergency stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. The emergency food
1: in the freezer. Yep. That's another (laughs) thing that I always recommend is yeah. Having like emergency meals where it's like, well, I, you know, I thought we were going to have leftovers and we don't, or I just like, don't feel like cooking tonight. So we have like some pre-made stuff that's like in the freezer. And thankfully, like, I feel like these days, there's a lot of really like semi, Healthy stuff out there that's like pre-made, and yeah, it doesn't. You know, we can embrace that. It's so funny. My husband is very proud of me <laughs> these days because I used to be the person that was like, "No, everything has to be homemade," and like, and I've just come a long way. And it's oh amazing. my gosh, <laughs> was that before kids? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Used, I used to like cooking before children. <laughs> Yeah, it was before kids. And now it's like, yeah, I would rather like spend time with my family than like slaving away in the kitchen for an hour on a weeknight or even on the weekday- weekends. It's like I would rather be outside with my kids, especially now as it's getting lighter earlier or you know, it's staying lighter later. It's like, I don't know. I've just my priorities have changed and we don't need yeah. like a fancy meal every night and my husband appreciates it because of the dishes quantity too.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like thinking about that all or nothing. It's like all or nothing could be a f- like homemade meal or takeout. But this there's like this middle area which is like the freezer food, the emergency mm-hmm. food that can still taste good and be delicious and be balanced and all of that, but maybe mm-hmm. isn't the expense of ordering out and not like all of the time it takes to make this long homemade meal that you'll be exhausted and not even hungry by the time you're done making it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. You don't want it after because it just took too much time. Yes. Uh, Yep. Okay. So there's one other thing I want to talk about, and that is with intuitive eating, you do not recommend anybody waste time or energy on tracking what they eat or, you know, tracking calories or macronutrients or any of that stuff. But... It is good to meal plan. So talk to me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Yep. I just shared. I don't like meal prepping. But if you like meal prepping, it can be helpful. Um, but I will say, like, even though I don't always love meal planning either, when we are like, when we are eating intuitively, it's like we can't. It's it's not practical to be just like every single night. Oh, what sounds good. All right, let me go to the store, grab the thing, come home or like every time at lunch. All right, what sounds good? Let me go to the store. Right. So we have to have some kind of planning so that we can so we don't have to make a million grocery sh- grocery trips cuz that just isn't practical and also so that we have food on hand that is satisfying so we can honor our hunger when we are like first noticing early hunger cues, which is something that I teach my clients is listening to and figuring out like, what are your early hunger cues? Because if you're like eating when you are first noticing when you are hungry versus like waiting until you are super starving, you're going to feel more in control. You're going to eat more mindfully. So in order to do that, we have to have food on hand that we like that is you know going to feel good. Um So this does take a little bit of planning. So you know, what I like to do is just, you know, one day a week, just think about, all right, what are the meals that I think sound good for this week? And if I'm just like feeling like I don't know, I don't have any idea, like what sounds good. And I'm not feeling creative because my brain feels just like spent. I always have like a general kind of like guideline. Like for example, you know, we always try to have some kind of like tacos one night of the week. Cause it's just easy, some kind of pasta, and then some kind of sheet pan meal. So, you know, in a pinch, if I'm just like, I don't know what we want that, that is like my go-to, I have that. So I don't have to think about like, okay, what are we going to eat? Um, and then something that I know we talked about is like, instead of planning every single night, usually what I will do is like plan for three or four meals and this will just allow room for flexibility and we enjoy eating out. So like, you know, leave room for eating out one night or whatnot. Um, so that is something that it also just makes grocery shopping for me less overwhelming to like think about three or four meals versus like seven meals. Um, and then what I will do is just to also allow for like that intuitiveness I'm not going to necessarily say like, all right, this night we're going to have this, this night we're going to have this, this night we're going to have this. Sometimes that can be helpful, but I always recommend, I I like call it structure with flexibility. So we're going to create some structure of like, all right, these are the meals we have on hand and also thinking about like snacks and like things that, you know, if you are hungry in between meals, like what is something that you want to think about as far as having on hand, but these are the things we have on hand. And then every night I'm like, okay, well, what sounds good? So you are able to practice a little bit of that, like listening to yourself and like thinking about like, what's going to be the most satisfying thing tonight and giving yourself a little bit of that, like ability to make that decision. But also to say, like, sometimes we're in a season where it's like, I just don't want to make that decision. So this is what we're having. And, you know, we're going to kind of go with that, but that's, what's been helpful for me as far as you know, having some meal plan um, in place every week so that you aren't getting to the end of the day and you're tired and exhausted. And then you're trying to figure out like, well, what are we going to eat? Like, what do I have? Uh, you already know and you already have the ingredients. So yeah, of course, that also includes like figuring out what you're going to eat, making a list and then going grocery shopping. And I find that a lot of people, like if we were to just have that routine of going to the grocery store. And I shared, like, I don't love grocery shopping either, but it is like one of those most basic forms of self-care. Like we need to eat. And this is a way that I can like show myself some self-care during this week is to like have food on hand. So I'm going to like prioritize that even though I don't love it, even though I'd rather do a million other things, especially if I'm going with my children. Um, so yeah, those are a couple of things as far as meal planning goes.
0: I was, I was just thinking as you were sharing that, like the people listening to this are really busy, just like you and I, and they're business owners and all of that. So like, if you have a regular list of meals that you typically eat, you could like create, you could go to Instacart, right? The yep. the place yep. that online that just like grocery shops Love for Instacart. you, yep. you can have like saved weeks. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like if you have one order on Sunday, one order of those three or four meals for the week, you can reorder that entire list like next week or the week after. And now it's like a couple of clicks. I didn't know you could do that, but that is brilliant, Andrea. I was like, Oh, maybe I should do that. Yeah. Okay. Like if you have like a rotating thing where you have a couple of meals that are your regular family meals, you mm-hmm. could rotate this week, and then next week have something different, and the week after go back to the first week or whatever it is. Like I think about my, I have a two year old and um and a six year old, and both of their schools provide us with meal plans for like what the kids are going to be eating at school, and the daycare for the two year old they have four weekly meal plans that they just rotate. So week one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and mm-hmm. it's the same food. Um, so I'm like, Oh, people could do that eating the foods they like that. They enjoy that are balanced as well. And just go to Instacart and like click a couple buttons every week to order brilliant. that meal plan. Yeah. And this then you're not getting so, so much sick time. Of it. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. This is I good, might do that so. too. Yeah. This <laughs> is good. I'm I got my, my wheels are turning here. Yeah. yeah. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. I know. Like, and going back to like, when we are so stuck in the, like, either like thinking like, oh, I have to grocery shop and like make this huge plan. And we're like kind of in that, like all or nothing with it. Like either we do this or it's like, well, I'm just not going to do it. It, Like we don't, we don't, we don't become creative. Like you just were as far as like thinking outside the box. Like when we're thinking like, okay, this is a priority. This is like my form of self-care. Then we're thinking like, creatively of like, how can I make this happen versus like, well, I'm just not going to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And most most of us, like, let's be honest, we eat the same foods over and over. And we do typically have the ability to just click and buy because mm-hmm. we do have these habits and the foods that we like and all of that. And there's no problem with that. We can keep doing it maybe we try one new thing a month or one new thing a week or whatever, just to like be introduced to new foods, but it doesn't always have to be this like huge task. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So good. All right, Victoria, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and teaching all of us about intuitive eating. I know that me personally being in your group program, I, have taken to intuitive eating right away. I love it. Um, I'm not even in there to lose weight per se, but I've lost like four or five pounds in in three weeks um, without even trying. And I'm eating whatever I want to eat, cookies, cakes, whatever comes. Mm -hmm. We went to the bakery the other day (laughs) and got a bunch of cookies. And so I love it. I love this way of eating. I feel freer with food. I feel like I don't think about it as much as I used to. And it's not this like big thing in my life anymore. And it's only a couple of weeks in. So I can't wait to continue and see where this goes. Um, Mm -hmm. If anybody listening is interested in reaching out to you and learning more about you, where can they go?
1: Yeah. So my website has everything there. It's victoria com. You can also come find me on Instagram. I'm over there a lot at non underscore RN. And as you mentioned, I have the Redefining Health podcast and we put out an episode every week on Tuesdays. Um, and then if someone is wanting to learn more about working together, I do offer a free consult. So you can book that at my website and I would love to just help you figure out again, how to stop struggling with food and find peace like you were talking
0: about, Andrea. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on, Victoria. One last thing before you go, I want to invite you to take a minute and download my free training, simple shifts in this training, you'll learn a mix of simple scheduling and mindset shifts you can make to get on the roadmap to finally achieving work-life balance to get my free training, go to andreascalisi.com forward slash simple shifts. The link is in the show notes as well. I hope this free training is all you need to find your balance. Have an awesome week. Take care.